Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. We're on the Jocko <laughs> Irrigation Canal. That's what this one behind us is called. And it uh, comes out of the Jocko River just about a mile upstream. Um, and there's actually a spring that feeds the Jocko halfway down its length before us. And so the temperature of the water is pretty cold. Um, there are a number of sort of small cow operations, cattle operations above us. And so we know that that is a possible contaminant. Um, in terms of like how far down the line we are, it's only, it's less than 20 miles, I guess, is what I'm going to say. So it's a pretty short uh, run from snowpack to us, as opposed to someone who might be out on the Columbia River. Um, this is the feeder ditch that feeds the pump house. As you can see, it's kind of messy. Um, if we were having issues with our testing, um, one thing we could do is clean this out and give it some attention um, and be sure that we're not, the source of contamination isn't in our own feeder ditch. There that for certain tests, you'll need a different size bottle. And also some of them have like this little tablet in it um, to stabilize it and some do not. And so the fecal count test does have the tablet and is, as far in my knowledge is usually the small bottle size. Um, and so it has a fill line on it. So you're gonna wanna get up to that fill line and you can go above and I don't think that's a problem. Um, and it's 100 milliliters. And then you're also going to write a sample description. So this sample description would be Jocko Irrigation Canal. Collection date and time, so 6-29-2016. And I don't know what time it is, like 3 p.m. And then I'm going to write my name on it because it says collected by. So I'm the one collecting it. Um, and so like I said before, we're taking the sample at the end of the irrigation works closest to where it's coming out so that we can detect any sorts of contamination, not just ones that are in the main canal. Um, so it's pretty simple. I'm going to unscrew it. It has a seal on it. If it's not sealed, that's probably an issue. And we let it run for a minute. And I'm... It was also running earlier today, so I don't think there's much buildup in there. we go. We close that up. And then I'm going to want to make sure that this doesn't get too hot or too cold um, because whatever is living in there, any bacteria, um, could be affected by the temperature that it experiences before it gets tested. Um, so, but if we know that the line has been pretty much closed since we used it a few days before, we won't run it um, and flush it. We harvest salad greens from May 1st to October 1st, and so, and it's pretty, the volume is constant across, so we just take three samples 
June or July and let's say end of August. Um, we don't have an exact like division of days between them. Um, but so I already did this year's uh, both the well test and the surface water test. Um, and the, the well tests are just presence, absence, so it has to be, there can't be any bacteria in it. So um, absent is what you want to see on that. And our wells so far have been clean, so hooray for that. And just to be clear, because they're using well water on the product directly before it gets packaged and shipped out to people to eat. Okay, so their, their well water has to be potable and has to be tested once a year. Yes, and I think even if we were just drip irrigating, they would probably still want to know what the quality of the water was. I don't know if the standard would be different, but um, the irrigation, the surface water um, is a little more complicated and I have, have I'm only just learning which numbers uh, are what you want to get. So, um, and Jonah's going to help me explain this, but for my local lab that I use, I'm going to want to ask to get a fecal bacteria test. And then they're going to give me a number of the count of fecal bacteria um, and tell me whether it's a satisfactory number or not. And so I have a few tests from this year and the two previous years. Um, and they're going to show you what our fecal count was. And it's going to also say on there that our result was satisfactory. So you guys can check those out. So what they do with your water sample is they put it in a dish and they let it um, grow and then they count and they call it uh, colony forming bacteria and they count that and they give it a number. And if it goes over a certain number, then the count is too high to be safe for irrigation on crops that are going to be eaten directly without a kill step. So, um, but when you get your test back, as uh, uh, Margaret and Tracy have, it says satisfactory. satisfactory. And um, that is really what you're looking for in the test coming back. Um, you can look at the number, but different labs count different numbers. They, some of them use CFU, some of them use another measurement. And rather than all of us being scientists, if it comes back satisfactory, great. If it doesn't, call the lab and say, I'm going to take another test. I need to make sure that this passes. Because water in the surface water can change dramatically. The first time the ditch is swept, um, it's going to be, have a really high count because the cows have been in it all winter, right? Hiding out of the snow and the cold or whatever. And so different times of the year, you'll get different counts. And, and in Margaret's testing, you can even see the counts are different as they come through, but they all pass. And you've actually never had a failing uh, water sample from your surface water. Yeah. Right. Some farms have. And so you just wait, let that flush go by, take another test, don't start irrigating unless the crop hasn't come up yet, right? Because you're, what you're really trying to avoid is putting that water with a high count on your leafy greens, on your broccoli, things that are folded, you know, and they don't get exactly completely dry. And in this case, where these guys are not using a sanitizer in their water, which is allowed, they have to be particularly careful about their water counts. Um, but 
once you water, I'm also assuming you guys take a break before you harvest, and the sun and the air will actually eliminate a lot of that, uh, the issue with the bacteria. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.